0: I am Vlad Dracula Tepes, and I do not get many visitors. Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's
1: World. Good morning! <laughs> Isn't good that a good day. Good morning, Nick. It is a good morning. I'm feeling pretty okay. Still have a distaste for vampires in every way and the undead in general. But you know what? Feeling pretty good. This is Jojo's World,
0: our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the first episode of the second season of Castlevania. It's really going to a
1: slow, slow burn. It's... No, this
0: is this is the good season where the the, the drama happens.
1: This is the one with Godbrand, Hector, Isaac, and the dogs. Just the dogs.
0: And Dracula's up in the mix. Oh,
1: depressed Dracula. You remember Dracula?
0: You remember our friends Trevor and Cypher and Alucard? Good old Alucard. What a guy. What a great dude. He certainly was in one scene of this episode. (laughs) And man, he really made it. Nick? Uh, yes? I have some fun news for you. Oh? I have a bit of listener correspondence from from Overly Oval here, a JoJo's World
1: listener. Is this the email that you have been meaning to read out for the last however long? For like a month, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, that sounds about right, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, wasn't going to say that, but okay. Yep, don't worry, we're here.
0: <laughs> I'm officially moving my token from, from regular to on blast. <laughs> So, uh, Overly Oval has a compiled a list of, in their estimation, every time you correctly predicted something in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
1: What? Get the fuck out of here. No. Okay, go for it.
0: Uh, so, uh, this is the, the second email they sent me after we corresponded briefly about their in-progress list. So, they've just <laughs> written... So I finished the list of Nick's correct predictions. As a reminder, uh-huh. I forgot to list him saying Avdol was not dead and that the world was just Star Platinum, but with time stop. Um, and then here we go. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. All right. I, I want to know, is, is the list long or really short? It's looking pretty long. Oh, my God. Okay. And Hit I've only skimmed
0: it, it before. Um, and I think um, from what I remember from skimming it like a month ago, you know, there are varying degrees of li- of correctness here, in my opinion, but, uh,
1: okay. but I right. appreciate don't, the effort. Don't go against the people, Liam, okay? You're on the wrong side of history now. We have it documented.
0: In episode nine, Nick said that Dio was in the coffin.
1: Nice. nice. He, I he, think that's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean just, you think that's true? It's just such an obvious thing where it's like, Dio was in the coffin. It's like, in episode nine, Nick said he thinks he's in the coffin. I'm it's like, not oh, an obvious man. thing. I, well, I mean, it is when you know, when you're like, Nick, take note of this coffin. It It's definitely going to come up again. And I'm like, interesting. Right, right, right. Maybe... Then- Dio's in the coffin you're like Nick I can't tell you that wink then they've written off
0: um, predictions for part 1 slash part 2 up to the ACDC fight because um, of course you had sort of vaguely watched some of that stuff so you could have half remembered it
1: and then you got nothing
0: right for the rest of part (laughs) 2 Are you kidding? I got nothing right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Joseph Joestar keeps you guessing, baby. He really does. Did I not even get the string thing? Did I not get that? That seemed pretty predictable. Just having string everywhere, right?
0: In episode 30, Nick said that Polnareff's name was Jean, which is his first name, and he also guessed that he would have a bud in his head. And he also said that he would be a cool and happy character.
1: That's three for three, baby. That's three for three on Polnareff. In episode Ooh. 33, he guessed that the devil was basically just Chucky. I love that there was the start of part three. He reckons Polnareff has a bud in his head and all this. Oh, yeah. And then we skip to episode 33. Nick is correct again. In episode 34, he guessed that yellow
0: temperance was a shape-shifting stand that turned into cacuene.
1: Ah. In episode 38,
0: he said that cacuene will die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Real cold shot on that one. Which one was episode 38? I don't know, man. Because that's not even remotely close to episode 50 or 60 where it actually happens.
0: No, sorry, this is episode um 33 of the whole of, of our podcast, not
1: of Stardust Crusaders. Oh, I see, I see. This is very what? early Stardust Crusaders. Oh my god. Well, I was right. I mean... I was on the money.
0: In forty-one, you said that um, Dan of Steel's stand, the lovers, would take control of a character, and the stand would be a symbiote or parasite kind of stand. There you go. So I, I'm there calling that I'm calling that half right. Wait, which
1: was Dan of Steel?
0: It goes into um, goes into Joseph's ear, and he holds Jotaro hostage. Yeah, well, that's symbiotic. I don't really think he takes control of him, but he is parasitic. He
1: definitely, well, he takes control of his actions. Nick, it's know? not
0: symbiotic because symbiosis is for the benefit of both cr- creatures. Didn't Star Wars episode? when the Phantom Menace teach you anything?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Are, are we talking about those uh what are they called again? Mild chlorines? Is that what they are? Like, in episode kind?
0: fifty-seven, you said that set stand will involve shadows. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's a lessee, <laughs> which makes um <laughs> Polariff, a baby boy.
1: Yep, yep, I remember now. Yep. In
0: episode 72, you said that Dio would suck the blood of Joseph to transform.
1: I guess technically he did, right? Like, when yeah, When he did, did, did he suck the blood of Joseph, though?
0: He did. He um Remember after after Jotaro sent him flying with big punchies and he was like, No, Jotaro, I wanted you to beat the shit out of me. Ah, oh, no, but yes. And then it's it like, the because over here is Joseph's dead body. Drinky, drinky. And then Whoa. he got really high.
1: Yeah, no, I remember now. And then he got like Super Saiyan mode.
0: Yeah. yeah. In episode yeah. 74, he said that part four will take place in 1999. In episode 76, he said that Joseph will show up. In episode Amazing. 77, he said that we will have ghosts. He also said that if you get hit by the arrow when you already have a stand, you will get a new one. And he said that Koichi will be fine and get a stand. <laughs>
1: I mean, accurate. Accurate predictions from Nick. Yes.
0: All true. 78. You said that Koichi will have a character arc where he will gain courage. Yes! He's the best. He had to have had it, right? 81. Nick said that Yukako was in love with Koichi. When did I say Yukako was in love with Koichi? I would imagine probably shortly before her episode. In episode 81. That's what we know when that happened.
1: Oh, okay. In episode 89, Nick said that Echoes will have an act three. Now. I'm not saying I was on the money, but Liam, I think you have to give me credit here. I was on the damn money about that one.
0: Episode ninety six. Nick said that Kira will have three powers.
1: What did I say he was gonna Okay, sure. Yep.
0: Episode one hundred. Maybe there are aliens and that the next episode would be a comedic episode. <laughs> I don't know what the next episode was, so history is, <laughs> is it that out just... on that. I'm is guessing that it one... was the alien one. Yeah.
1: But did we ever find out if he was an alien in the end? No, not really. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Okay. Episode 106. uh, You said that Koichi will be in Enigma Boy's paper and also that Rohan's carpenter, I think um, he means a real estate agent, uh, would have a stand on his back and that it's independent of the user and the stand would go to Rohan's back and then try to get others to see Rohan's back to kill him. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and what do you know? That's really what on happened. the money there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes I'm just like this is going to happen. This is gonna, this is gonna how it's be. This is gonna how it's be, Liam. This -hmm, is gonna mm -hmm. how it's be.
0: Episode 107, you said Koichi would use Act 3 Freeze on Cheap Trick. Now that did happen. However, I think your prediction was that would resolve the situation, which
1: it didn't. Yeah, but come on. Credit where it's due. I did predict that it would use it on Cheap Trick.
0: Episode 108, Nick said that Kira will kill Hayato, but not really.
1: Uh, oh Hayat is the kid yeah 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 yeah. because he went back in time so <laughs> he didn't really kill him but yeah
0: OVA 1 Nick said Rohan buys Mutsukabe Hill and what do you know <laughs> he did OVA 2 he said there would be one female character in the main cast for part 5 and that she would be given less stuff to do than the male cast members <laughs> When you're right, you're
1: right. It is amazing how easy it is to predict the female cast member problem in JoJo's. Yeah,
0: 114. Nick said that after Giorno beats Bruno, they would become friends and then Giorno would join Bruno's gang and meet up with the rest of Bruno's team who would then become main characters.
1: Guys, I mean, I'm on fire. I'm on fire in this one very specific period of JoJo's episode. Oh, Nick,
0: Nick, big prediction here. Oh. Episode one one nine. Nick said that Mister will fight Craftwork Stand user in the next episode, and that Mister's stand involved his gun. He also said that Mister would shoot himself in the head. <laughs> And that the next two <laughs> fights would introduce us to Narancia and Fugo's stand and that directly after they get Polpo's treasure, they would meet Trish. There you go. I don't know how you predicted Trish, prior It was to you knowing about Trish. Oh,
1: you probably saw her in the opening. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. We got there. Yeah, I, because every time the opening happens, it always contains those spoilers that are like, oh, I'm going to rewatch the show. Oh, there's that character I know. Or yeah, as you're yeah, yeah. watching it, you're like, oh, there's that thing that happened. You 120, Nick said that right
0: after Mr. Beat's craft work, they would get Polpo's treasure, which Bruno knew where where it was the, until, the whole time. <laughs> Amazing, amazing, yep. Episode 122, you said next episode we get Narantia's backstory. I mean, yep, that's a good prediction to have in the backlog, yep. Episode 126, you said Pesci would be in the next fight.
1: Wait, which one was Pesci? The
0: big meathead man. The big meathead On the train man. with the fishing hook. Oh, Pesci, sweet, innocent Pesci. In yep. uh, 127, you said Prosciutto would die and that uh, before Pesci, and that Prosciutto's death will give Pesci courage. And it did...
1: It also turned him into a right fucking arsehole.
0: <laughs> episode 131, you said that Bruno's gang would betray the boss in the next episode.
1: <laughs> Man, I am on the money with these... Pre- Wait, how many times did I say that specific thing beforehand, though? That's like, a good was there, question. Yeah. Was there like an eight-episode lineup of, you know what, next episode, they'll <laughs> yeah. betray the boss. I you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but you exactly. took a lot of shots that missed. Like, we're talking like shotgun-level spread here. <laughs>
0: 134, Nick said Joino didn't actually revive Bruno, he just put his soul back in his dead body.
1: Did I say that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Episode 30- 135, Nick said Doppio has multiple personalities and also said that Doppio is the boss.
1: Boom. I think may, most of us thought that, though. Yeah, we all kind I... of put that together. <laughs> exactly. I got it. I connected the dots. Or 136. Next fight dots. will be
0: on a plane. 137. Mm-hmm. Trish will use her stand against Notorious B.I.G. Yep. 143. Nick said we'd find out the identity of the man in the wheelchair in two episodes. Oh, shit. Oh, 144. Shit. Said that the man in the wheelchair has a stand arrow and that he knew of a way to use the arrow to unlock a more powerful stand, and he said that after part five it will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, um, so it doesn't happen again. (laughs) That's confirmed. Yeah. (laughs) But just like, I'm just wondering, making a new prediction now, if there's going to be some other bullshit rule that Araki just pulls out of nowhere in part six, that's like, this is sort of the equivalent of what happened in part five with the arrow, where it's like, it's a more powerful stand, but it only happens at the end of this part and then also never shows up ever Mm. again. Yes and no. Guys, I got this. (laughs) I, got so I, I it, it would
0: probably end up on this list and I would be like mm, qualified yes.
1: <laughs> okay all right cool.
0: <laughs> and finally and this one this one's a bit of a spoiler but uh, okay. I'm willing willing to share it. Yeah Nick said that Jolene will be a delinquent like her father Jotaro, who has daddy issues and her best friend will be female.
1: There you go. There you go. A lot of lot of gaps in those episode numbers. <laughs> but they're but very still a surprising
0: amount. And yeah, some
1: big calls. Yeah. There's a, a good like when I get them right, I get them right in spurts. Mm, yeah. And then there's a long gap where I'm like, I'm just not on the same wavelength of this show anymore. And then bam, I'm right back in there. Man, I can't believe someone compiled that list. Yeah, I know right. This Thanks. Amazing. Thank you. Who'd sent it in? Uh
0: oh, I've closed that window now. Uh <laughs> Uh I said it before, so, so I'll say it
1: again, because I definitely remember... Well, I mean, you know who I remembered, Liam, is our Patreons. Oh, yes. And would you believe that we have another shout out to do from the Patreon world? Go on. Can you believe that? Can you believe that the man, the one and only, the impeccable and delicious David Anderson has given us money. He has gifted us the joy of being able to do this better than we would before. Hey,
0: Nick, Nick, who who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Mr. Anderson. Are you
1: David Anderson? What? No, I'm Agent Smith. I'm Agent <laughs> oh, Liam S. Smith. I get you. I get you. But then, Cause, cause who's my last David name. Anderson? <gasps> David Anderson is David Anderson. Oh, we did sense. it. We solved it. Follow the white yeah. rabbit. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we solved it. We cracked the mystery of the Matrix. Look what David Anderson's doing right now? Nick? Yes.
0: Castlevania. Thanks, David Anderson. Castlevania. Thank you, David. Castlevania. War Council. Season 2, Episode 1. Dracula's generals gather to prosecute the war against humanity. There is discord when Dracula's human allies Hector and Isaac are given command of the armies of the night.
1: Ooh.
0: Bit of IMDB trivia for you on this one. Oh. James Kalis and Tony Amendola are no longer part of the main cast.
1: Who was James Kalis?
0: I don't know. I just don't know.
1: <laughs> this is why people listen to the podcast <laughs> to know these answers to these questions. Is he the bishop?
0: I I would guess one of them is the bishop and one of them is probably the lead speaker.
1: Yeah, Well, the second one is the lead speaker. I know that. Because he okay. was in Stargate. So ah. I recognise his voice.
0: Theo James, Tokumbo McCormick and Jamie Murray and Peter Stormare are now part of the main cast.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Peter Stormare is Godbrand. That's right. He's also in prison break i believe it's in prison break
0: yeah what's the show about breaking into and out of various prisons oh prison i thought you said prism oh prism break is good i like that
1: yeah it's like a a sci-fi it's like a magic spell
0: Ooh, limit
1: break prism break (laughs) my god he can't break twice
0: that's impossible just you wait Styria, where Carmilla is from, is one of the nine states of Austria. In the 15th century, the time Castlevania is playing, this country had it was its own dukey and belonged to the House of Habsburg, the most influential and powerful noble family in Europe's history. Did you say dukey? Yeah, dukey. You mean a duchy? I don't know man, it's got a duke, right? So it's a dukey. (laughs)
1: D- no is that, no no okay I'm pretty
0: sure it's a duchy isn't it I thought it, it's d-u-c-h-y certainly I thought it might have been like a German k-
1: though I mean it might be it might be a ducky I don't know I just I don't know there's just
0: we, no way to know
1: we are off to a terrible start in just being like hey what's this thing I don't
0: Nick, fucking you know you shut your fucking
1: the- mouth we're doing great <laughs> We're providing the content people want to hear. Yeah. We are the spokespeople of Depressed Dracula, goddammit. Yeah, hashtag reach out to the
0: Depressed Dracula in your life and make sure they're doing well. Are yeah. you okay, Knight?
1: Are they committing the genocide they want to commit, you know? Are they committed to the goals that they want to
0: commit to? It's not, smash cut to the opening sequence. It's the same as before, but with maybe some more a la carte shots.
1: I guess. I wasn't really paying attention this time.
0: It's pretty much the same. We were making sure our Netflix okay. party was working properly so we were a bit distracted. Everything's fine. Thunder. Stormy night. It was a dark and stormy night. That's how all good stories start. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of dark. There's a lot of storms. It's January. 1475. A very good year.
1: Almost as old as I am. 1475. The setting... Wallachia. Tell me, right, loop go. If if we're in Wallachia in 1475, uh, does that mean that I'm, the joke in my head was so much more solidified before I started talking? <laughs> if if it's 1475 in Wallachia right now,
0: mm-hmm. push through, push through.
1: A year ago, if, if it's 1475 said, in Wallachia right now, then who's on first? If if it's, if it's 1475 in Wallachia and and uh, I have two trains traveling in opposite directions. <laughs>
0: Oh, let's see what else is in the news today. Flip open newspaper. Oh, yep, it's 1475 in Wallachia. (laughs) You ever notice how when it's 1475 in Wallachia, uh, Dracula hasn't started uh, ravaging us with undead
1: hordes yet? What's up with that? What's the deal with 1475 in Wallachia? Knock, knock, who's there? Uh, Wait, that's not how that works. (laughs)
0: uh, Hi. (laughs) G'day, guys, it's me, Liam. Today I'm doing a solo run of a knock, knock joke.
1: Okay, guys, ready? Knock, knock, who's there? Go. It's like, we're the audience. Exactly. Go on. Tell me the joke. Okay, this is not landed anyway, well. This is not so, landed Anyway, so Did it's you did you actually have a
0: joke or are we shall no, we push I, through?
1: I, no, we just that was the joke. That was the okay. whole joke. Is it's fourteen seventy five and we we'll,
0: well we got a good riff out of it,
1: so we got good riffage. That's all that matters. <laughs> this is how improv works sometimes. It's Lupu
0: Village. You might recall that in the first episode, she was like, I'm Lisa of Lupu. And now we know. Now we know there's an old lady there. The the same old lady that we saw in the first episode being like, Oh, hello, she mentioned her husband. Apparently just once.
1: (laughs) Oh. Is that the same lady?
0: Yeah, it's the same lady.
1: Oh, shit. That is way cooler than I thought it was.
0: (laughs) There's no new characters in this scene. They're all people we've seen before. Even the priests who don't say anything.
1: True, true. A That's how you know it's a consistent
0: one. world. Yeah,
1: they did a lot of planning for this. They had priest A, priest B, and then like three other characters.
0: So the old lady, Mrs. Javara, is there because she has a cough and it bubbles when she breathes. Sounds like she's got the Rony. Ooh, the hell is the Rony? Coronavirus. Oh, do not mention the event, Liam. <laughs> have you not? Have you not heard about the artificially created Australian slang for the Rony? <laughs> No. It's like, oh my, I got the roni when I was in ISO. <laughs> of,
1: course, of course, that's how we pronounce it here. Oh my God. Have we not just gone the Connie or something? Or the nah, coffee? I like the roni. The roni, man. You would have thought that it would be, because we always like shorten things down with like the first letter of the word, you know? Like we've got McDonald's is like Macca's. Uh, you've got like- HJs. <laughs> Yeah, you got HJ's, you got, you got
0: Kentucky, you got the old D- Ken- Yeah, old Pizz- Kenny, Pizza Hut, you got uh Nandies, the chicken yeah,
1: But coronavirus is literally like it would be the Cory or you something, know, you know? What other the- what are the fast food things can I name? <laughs> What about Wendy's? Wenner's? Which is, of course, a
0: ice cream chain here and not the fast casual burger establishment that the US listeners might be thinking of.
1: Which is a bit weird, you know? Uh, You know what is weird? You're
0: listening to the the Doughboys, but worse. I'm
1: You know what is really weird, right? Is that in New Zealand, they had fast food chains from America that we don't get in Australia. Oh, rare chains. Yeah, so their Wendy's is actually the American Wendy's, but here in Australia it's not. Okay. It's just weird to me, you know, that New Zealand would get the American version of Wendy's
0: and we're here. You mean New Zealand or, as it's recently become known, better Australia?
1: (laughs) Are you telling me that civil rights are... Better, more earthquakey
0: Australia? What? (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah, the earthquakes might not be so great to live with. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just weird to me. Yeah. Anyway, so.
0: Mrs. Javara doesn't want to drink some leaves because her husband keeps making her drink leaves for her cough.
1: And uh, Lady, what's her name again? Lisa. Something. Lisa Tapesh is all like, oh, look. Look, this isn't these old dried feet scalpel shit that you had to drink before. Don't you worry. Well, crucially, after
0: she's gone into the other room and made her powder and and given it to her, uh, Mrs. Javara says that the the old wise woman used to give us a powder. We found out it was from her foot skin. Mm. And that's a Uh, crucial line of dialogue.
1: Yeah, and Lisa was all like, no, 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 no foot skin here. I've got mashed up stuff. With strawberry wine. Yeah, it's a powder from a mould. A uh, mould? I think I would have preferred the leaves. (laughs) Laugh track. Magic powders. Oh my gosh. No, no, there's no magic here. Just raw science. (laughs) The old ways. It's the old ways. We're remembering Old knowledge we used to know. Meanwhile, the bishop is here. And he's all like, you fuckers.
0: We get like a cocky over the shoulder smirk from, um season 1 character um eyeless thief priest still with two eyes at this stage <laughs> He was blessed with two eyes, cursed
1: with no eyes later. Remember that um, brief mini boss encounter for Trevor? Yeah. He's still here. He's he's there, but he's got two eyes now because he's not dead anymore. Yeah. I just, I like to think of it like, he's here again because he's not dead anymore would be a <laughs> valid way of describing Bruno's journey in Jojo. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> also, Abdul. Also, Abdul. And Dio. Yep. Yeah. Just a lot of times where it's just like, yeah. Or Joseph, I guess. Uh, Polnareff lived, I suppose. Kakuin, we're waiting for him. Hashtag Polnareff lived. Uh, I mean, he did not as a human though. So they're there, and it's <laughs> anyway. like,
0: hi. We're here to toss the place because you're a doctor. You serve physic. Ah, oh, such Satanism here in my Wallachia. Gonna kill ya.
1: No, it's the old ways. See, I have a book. See, old ways. See, Paganism. Old
0: ways. He's no! just doing that thing where he's entirely unreasonable. Mm. And I hate you him, know so... it's
1: like? It's like someone comes up to you on the street, they're like, hi, do you want to buy this thing? And you're like, no, I have no money. It's like, but you're a... Nick, you... that's never happened to me. Okay, okay. Let me let me try this again. This is why I'm bad at marketing. Uh, I come up to you on the street, right? And I say, hello, would you like to hear the word about God and savior, the spaghetti monster? And I'm you'd be all, right. all like, shit, fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. New marketing. And New I marketing don't strategy. stop moving. <laughs> okay. How about I physically block you on the street and I say, hello there, I'm from Greenpeace. I step around you Oh, Greenpeace actually. I'll give twenty bucks a month. God damn it, stop <laughs> listening to my goddamn thing. Okay. <laughs> I come up to you, right? I physically stop you, and I'm wearing a vest made out of fur, okay? I don't stop moving. Okay, and then I I take my fur vest, and I I, I trap you within it, right? You can't see me gesturing, but it's like a big swooshing. motion. Okay, I do my... a
0: judo throw on you.
1: How okay. much damage do I do? Uh, none, because I immediately counter with my Krav Maga. Right? Oh, no. That's and the, then... It's the massage. Upon putting you on the ground and pinning you, I give you your combat initiative turn. What What's your initiative skill? Exactly. Is it like twelve or something? Thirty-six. Shit, that's pretty high. Okay, all right. Um, okay, what's your move? What's your move?
0: Okay. Um, how many spell points do I have?
1: Uh, hang on. Let me let me just check the the monster manual here. Uh, you you have three okay um wait are those daily spell slots or encounter based spell slots i cry and i run away (laughs) the end Mm, damn okay that didn't work either all right i give up on marketing liam this is too hard so they're tossing the place looking for satan tools they don't find any but they'll burn it down anyway they find plenty of like test tubes and
0: shit and like one of them touches like a rack or a centrifuge or something and it moves and he's like it moves on its own it's magic satan He's like, I, I really like this line, the, um, the bishop is like, These fearsome engines. <laughs> the machinations of demons propel them forth. How can the engines of the devil be physic? This guy, he, everyone else speaks pretty modern in this show, but this guy is just like, Forsooth, such devil arts.
1: <laughs> I just, I love every piece of dialogue he has because he's so dramatic about everything. Mm. Like like this lady who's trying to help people, he's like, demonic witch. You dare take the people's innocence from them?
0: And I... she's like, yo, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, and it's just like everyone else is a bit like, oh, well, come on, today is going to be a bad day. And he's there like, this day speaks of Satan and the machinations of death. So Lisa says,
0: uh, um, in a crucial error, No, it's just science. It has nothing to do with any god.
1: Nothing to do with any
0: god? Alright, time to have an inquisition. Um, Here, take this money to the wise woman who dobbed her in and tell her she's going to heaven. And uh, let's uh, tear this place
1: apart. Uh, they burn down the house, they smash everything inside. She's all,
0: no, I ca- I'll leave, I'll go, you'll never hear from me again, but I can't promise your safety if you, uh, if you harm me. You- he was coming along so well, don't make him revert to his old ways. You dare menace me with Satan? No, he's worse than Satan, because he's real.
1: <gasps>
0: Ooh. Anyway, smashy, smashy smashy and so they then smash
1: everything why, why did they
0: smash everything you gotta like, smash the engines of the devil that are giving well, physic
1: well this is why I, I mentioned it when we were watching it's like why did they smash everything then burn it down like why so do they can't just, be
0: salvaged by other people
1: I guess but why not just burn it down and then be like cool you gotta be thorough smash you gotta afterwards, be thorough I guess. I suppose that's true. You have to respect the bishop in his and, and it, destructive look, these, ways. And Nick These
0: brutes in priests' clothing, they're artists, you know. They they the art the craft they ply of smashing shit has been honed for decades in Crescent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they have dedicated their lives to this one act of destruction, and you can bet. And sitting in confessional. <laughs> That's true, and sitting in confessions, which is a sacred part of the job, might I add. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. never know who's going to walk in with their story.
0: And what a story. A story involving ghosts and corn. Ah,
1: but that's not even the scariest
0: part, Nick. Nick, I said much as much. Weird. I said as much on um, Twitter, but, and, and to you but privately between last episode and this. But I'm really disappointed in the moment we didn't clock that that was the second corn-based supernatural ghost challenge mm. that out of out of four episodes of *Thus Spoke Gishibe Ran*.
1: I'd like to publicly apologize on behalf of JoJo's World for not making this connection.
0: <laughs> so, of course, there was the corn cob challenge in
1: uh, in Millionaire in, Village, and yeah. the popcorn challenge. In At a a Confessional. I want to know if there are any other weird, mundane connections that are like, oh, this is the second X battle that we've completely missed and gone, oh, that might actually be somewhat worth (laughs) talking about.
0: Oh, weirdly, all of the other encounters in The Spokeshipo Rohan are on treadmills.
1: Oh, and yet we don't connect them. (laughs) So you'll notice this is the very first time a treadmill has been mentioned in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh.
0: Golf clap. Oh, man.
1: We've done very well. So there's
0: a good shot. There's a good shot. The priests are holding uh, Lisa in that classic I've-been-taken-prisoner pose where, like, she's not on her feet, but they're holding her by the arms. You know that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you can't drag me away. It's like in The Simpsons where it's like, would you like to um, come in normally or taken away screaming and crying? Oh, screaming and crying, please. And they take one, like, arm each, and he's just like, no!
0: Yeah, like that, but facing forward. Ah, just... uh, and then the um the, the bishop is standing in the burning doorway looking oh so devilish and we transition through the flames engulfing the burning dracula locket to oh which she previously was like oh i miss you so much dracula um to dracula's study where he's being big and depressed
1: Oh, God. Nothing makes us happier than depressed Dracula. Yeah.
0: This is a this is a recurring thing in this season, which is Dracula brooding by the fire in his uh, study, just being like, Ugh, I wish everyone else was dead. Uh, I wish I was dead.
1: <laughs> he's just so like... Unhappy. Absol- yeah, he's just so like, I'm so fucking done, guys. He's like us at work every day where he's like... Oh, Not me, great. I have a
0: good job now.
1: Oh. I also have a pretty good job. But it's like, you know when you work in a cafe long enough and then yeah. it's like, oh, fuck, more humans. Can't they just be dead? Can't they all already just be dead? Can we just get this done with? Bring I, did retail, I did retail
0: more than hospitality, though I did uh, have a brief stint in a winery and found out I was not suited to it.
1: Yep, yep, I feel that. I worked at a, uh, a deli and it was the worst. <laughs> Yeah, so this is how Dracula feels, where he's like, "Stop! Just make it all go away. I'm so fucking done." And he just then he gets up
0: and he walks downstairs, and there's a heap of people in his foyer. He's like, "Who are all you people?" I don't know if I want to call them people. Two of them are people.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, there are technically people there. Godbrand and Camilla. So he's basically brought about a whole bunch of vampire buddies to. He's make assembled up his court.
0: a racial and gender diverse crew
1: of vampires to help him <laughs> scour humanity from the earth. Uh, the notable ones are Godbrand the Viking, Dracula.
0: Yeah. So I, I was joking, but um, but there are like like each vampire general we see here seems to hail from a different culture on Earth,
1: which I think is yeah. generally pretty cool. Which is pretty dope. He's got yeah. like Viking. There looks like one's a Sultan, or two of them are Sultans. Oh. Oh, sort of like
0: a Middle Eastern vibe. Yep. There's uh, a is... sort of Chinese woman.
1: Yep, yep. One of them is Carmilla, which we will meet yep. later in the series.
0: But who we previously talked about being from... Um... Dracula. Oh, where, where did I say... <laughs> <laughs> what country did i say in the imdb trivia um
1: uh wallachia no okay as, it doesn't as matter. i nervously smile one of them looks vaguely english maybe or, or yep. french uh there's probably like three western other european ones. at least i don't know there's, there's yeah. a bunch of them
0: then there's a heap of just like you know the vampires that cars put on the ceiling in that room with lisa lisa and jojo just a heap that are like that yeah generic vampire soldiers
1: generic vampire soldiers fuck those guys man just fuck those guys so we then have the delightful knowledge that two of these people are not vampires.
0: Yeah, because they're walking through the crowd and like one of the, one of the grunts like snarls at him, but they're very self-assured. One of them wears blue and black uh, and is uh, white and has sort of gray hair. Um, he, he looks young, youthful. He's mm-hmm. uh, scornful, bitter, mm-hmm. deeply resentful. And, and his name is Hector.
1: And the, other and the other one, uh, black,
0: uh, bold. red colour scheme. He's got like tattoos on his face. Or scars, mm. perhaps.
1: Mm, he's got a menacing vibe, equally scornful, perhaps even more so. Looks and, cold. And that's Isaac. Ooh, Isaac. Man, Isaac is a good name. I guess. That's all
0: I got on that front. Thank <laughs> you for listening. So Dracula comes in and he's like, My generals, we prosecute a good war, for you see, the humans do not deserve Wallachia, and we shall take it and I shall give it to the night hordes that humanity drove away previously. For you were merely born in the darkness, but I was born oh, in the darkness.
1: For you? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so Hector and Isaac, you guys are in charge, I'm out. Uh, immediately, Godbrand, the Viking vampire, is like, Excuse the fuck me? Well,
0: excuse me, Dracula.
1: What shit is this?
0: So, Nick, what? um... Quick plug for another podcast. I have been listening mm-hmm. to the Super Mario Bros. Super Show show. What is that? Uh, that is sort of like what we do for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but for the Super Mario Bros. Super Show.
1: There's a show about the Super Mario Brothers that exists. It's like a Saturday Saturday morning cartoon, although I think it aired on weekdays. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yep. and, and on Fridays, they would do Zelda. And all the Zelda episodes... And this is the famous, um, excuse me, princess, yep. Yep. Zelda The only cartoon. one worth
1: mentioning, yeah. Yep,
0: uh, and they recently had um, the guy who wrote all those episodes on as a for an interview. What? um they managed to get in touch with him uh, oh my God. And, and he revealed like the bombshell of bombshells you you must go listen to this listener if you've ever watched that cartoon or have an interest in it that part of the reason that that joke that line is so overused in that show is because like it was a catchphrase mandated by corporate and he kind of hated it so he, <laughs> he was just like let's let's make this just a joke
1: amazing oh my god so they were like we have to have will excuse me princess in there please have it once per episode and he just goes okay well technically it's gonna be in there once per episode (laughs) technically
0: speaking you know, seven times an episode is once many times.
1: So does he hate the meme? Or or is he like, I'm so glad the meme exists because it's such a shitty line? I don't know if he really had an opinion on
0: it. He's kind of an old man. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, I highly recommend listening to that. They also say some, make some frankly heinous jokes about him in previous episodes. So it's a miracle they got him on. <laughs> Do you reckon he comes on and they're like, we are so fucking sorry? they said as much in the episodes leading up to it they're like god i really hope he doesn't listen to any other episodes <laughs> But anyway, yeah, if, uh, enough talking about other podcasts.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we ever got Araki on, do you think we would feel bad about all the jokes we've made about him?
0: No, we've been pretty complimentary been pretty for the good. most part.
1: Yeah. I think the sheer love that we have for his madness kind of turns it around as like, we made jokes about you, but we actually just love you. Please come on the show. Also, we don't speak his language. Yeah, but we could get a translator, right? That feels like bad podcast listening. No, because then we could keep talking on top of him, just like a good podcast. Ah, that's... we
0: wouldn't have to listen to the person. We're interviewing. Exactly. That'd be great.
1: Yep. Uh so... so we're
0: finally putting so every time Godbrand speaks, and this might just be a Peter Stormair thing, but he sounds like he's like forcing his speech out through a wall of sheer anger.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is also fairly Peter Stormair, but So
0: we're finally putting the screws to you hu- to the livestock and taking over. And now you're
1: putting two humans in charge? Yes. What do you think of my impression? That, I mean, that's not bad. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty good. That was that was pretty good. Uh, it could use more um vampiric essence though, you know? Oh, well, I'll I stick just... my
0: fingers in my neck and pump it in
1: then. Great. Excellent. Godbrand, you've veins. never
0: met anything you didn't kill, fuck, or make a boat out of. And then as they're walking away, Godbrand's like, bigot. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I love that. And then he's just like, we're Vikings. We like making boats out of stuff. Boats rule, we're Vikings.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Hashtag boats.
0: Hashtag vamp boat. (laughs) I just, that's what I, it's, uh, I'm a Viking. Hector and
1: Isaac and uh, Dracula retired Dracula's study. Uh, Dracula is a bit like, I'm glad you two are here. And they go, yeah, that's great. But why are we here? We're human, right? Like, you want to kill us, yeah?
0: Well, you see, all Godbrand said it best. All the other vampires out there just think of the humans of li- as livestock. And I need my war to
1: be driven by hate. You two fucking hate humanity. Uh, and then we get... Well,
0: get to it. <laughs>
1: yep. Then we get the delicious... Uh, I Not hope your flashback. generals
0: will listen to us. Uh... They have no choice for they obey me so they shall obey you. And then Hector stares into the flames and has like a PTSD episode. Uh,
1: So I think it depicted like basically his mum being like ever since you yeah, ever since you were born I knew you were a mistake.
0: Yeah, the moment you came out of me you sickened me. And
1: it's like, oh Jesus Christ.
0: And then a male voice presumably his dad is like your alchemy is good for our money and safety. Enough enough of
1: this talk about cruelty. And then uh, just the sounds of Hector you unlock this door at once are you cooking something outside there hector and they burn to death hector hector open the door hector hector why does it smell like burning flesh in here oh that's my oh oh no hector are you cooking us hector hector (laughs) open the door hector hector (laughs) pick up and then the. hector uh, i know you're screening my call hector please hector hector i just want to be your friend hector hector open the door hector how long can we keep this up how long I that, could literally do this for hours, like Please
0: don't. The suffering doesn't really matter to me anymore, says Dracula. Only the death.
1: Um, and both of them are like, we understand. It's um, it's
0: time to look at the Castlevania game characters Hector and Isaac.
1: So these are real characters from the game.
0: So these characters figure into um, Castlevania. Do, 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 do. I swear, if you say <laughs> yeah.
1: Symphony of the Night.
0: No, no, not that one. Um, where is it?
1: I swear, if you say Wecrium for the Dream.
0: Car- that, that does sound like a Castlevania name.
1: I swear, if you say Allegro for the Tormented. Is that one? No, I'm just. Curse looking of at- Darkness. Uh, wait, Which take Castle of Darkness?
0: Curse of Darkness. Oh,
1: Curse of Darkness. Castlevania.
0: Thinking... Castle of Vania.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, that would be a really shitty name, but at the same time, that would be a great name.
0: So the game takes place in 1479... And I believe it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, Dracula's dead. What's happening now?
1: Mm, The worst one.
0: So um, three years after the events of Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse. um, So that's the Trevor Belmont video game that we've talked about previously. Mm -hmm. Though defeated by the vampire hunter Trevor Belmont, Dracula's curse continues to ravage the European countryside, spreading disease, mob violence and heresy in its wake. Amidst all this devastation is Hector, a devil forge master who had formerly worked under the employ of Dracula, but betrayed him sometime during the events of Dracula's curse, eventually going distracted with Dra- uh, disgusted with Dracula's brutal methods. Huh. Hector leaves Castlevania to live among humans, settling down to live a peaceful life. I'm
1: sorry, Castlevania is a literal place.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, the castle. Thevania. The Castlevania.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, Father, I wish to live in Castlevania. Son, you could not be allowed to live in Castlevania. But Father, I wish to see thevania and the castles.
0: When Hector's fiance is accused of witchcraft and burned at the stake, he learns her murder was directed by his fellow forge master, Isaac. Seeking revenge, Hector chases his former colleague back to his old home and back to the demonic life he believed he had left behind him.
1: Ooh. So do you play as Hector? Yeah. You also play as Trevor for a little bit, I believe. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's fucking brutal. (laughs) Jesus. So what's Hector's deal? I mean, not Hector. What's Isaac's deal? Uh, Isaac... He is
0: the antagonist of the game,
1: uh-huh. and I believe
0: he's like possessed by a Dracula or a demon or some shit. Mm.
1: Meanwhile, in the TV show, he's just really an also asshole.
0: Isaac does not look anything like he looks in the game.
1: Oh, what does he look he's like? He's white in the game? with
0: red hair, and he he's like covered in chains and tattoos and scars, and he looks All like he's right, been gotta, stitched together.
1: I gotta see this. Hang on, Isaac, Castlevania.
0: He has a laser blade at level fifty. Ooh, a laser blade! Oh wow, you are you are not wrong.
1: So he's got like wow, he looks really fucking different. Jesus. Yeah, he looks uh, He looks like a vampire, that's for sure. Or, or a demon. Does Hector look similar? Yeah, Hector mm. looks about the same. It's same. Same enough. I mean, almost identical, I would dare say. Isaac, on the other hand, fucking not at all. Not even remotely. So,
0: okay, yeah. the plan was to use Hector to resurrect Dracula, but after Hector kills Isaac, the person doing the ritual is like, alright, we'll use Isaac instead.
1: Huh, oh dear. <laughs> Oh, well. He is
0: something of a tragic figure. In spite of his amoral actions and his vengeful, obsessive attitude toward Hector, Hector observes in the end that Isaac's insanity and actions were all precipitated by Dracula. Being far too gone in madness and too much possessed by Dracula for anyone to save, Isaac can find peace only in death.
1: Hmm. Alas. Only in death can we really finally sleep in life. Only in death can we really finally escape Dracula. It's true. He just keeps coming back. That fucker. <laughs>
0: Um, and a devil forge master, uh, as we see towards the end of this episode, and I assume the same in the game, is someone who uses a magic hammer to turn corpses
1: into demons. Yep, yep, dope, excellent. Uh, yeah, fucking hell, brutal, fucking brutal. That is That is a sad tale. Huh. So Hector and Isaac are buddies right now. Yeah, they're, they're bl- you know, working for Dracula. Yeah, they're chums, you know, they're not happy go-getters, they're, they're chumps.
0: How dare you? How dare I disrespect the devil forge masters of Dracula. <laughs> exactly. What a stupid name for a job. What a devil forge master. Yeah.
1: Why is that dumb? That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it's just so dramatic.
1: Is it just like being a subway sandwich artist? Where it's like Yeah, exactly. What you do is not merely a job. It's I'm a, a sandwich forge master. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing it now. <laughs>
0: Um, So there is a a building being torn down near my house. Um, I'm pretty sure most of the time it's not going to come through on the audio, but it got quite loud just then. So if it does come through, that's what that is. I can't hear any of it. They're building a Woolworths on the corner. It's probably going to drive me crazy for the next six months. But then there'll be a grocery store right near my house at least.
1: Hmm. You can get it delivered.
0: Or I could just go there.
1: Why would you ever do that? You could get it delivered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Hector and Isaac are there being all like, we understand your pain, Dracula. We'll get the job fucking done.
0: Now it's morning in and crazy. Uh,
1: Cypher and Trevor are all... No, like, Nick,
0: don't skip the montage. Everyone's crying and they're all oh, chopping yeah. up demon bodies and hucking them out the same sewer pipe that Trevor
1: came in via. And they're all like, Ugh, I don't want this But at least we're house. alive. I guess. I guess they're at least alive, maybe vaguely. And then Trevor and Cypher are waving and they're all like, bye, speaker. There is the no. Speakers dialogue. do not have any lines. Tony Armitage is no longer Is it Tony Armitage? I don't know. Big man. old Tony, whatever his last name was. He doesn't Richard get any more Armitage. lines. Uh, yep, he's gone. He's he's just gone. That that guy, that guy that we were like, he's a cool dude. He's like a loving grandfather He's gone. He's gone forever. Never to be Sathar seen
0: again. is upset that her family is leaving because she's never traveled apart
1: from them before, and she's all like. Ah, if only, if only I could be with them. You know, Trevor, you you know what I'm saying? Trevor sucks at comforting her. I think the best line he pulls out is like, I guess I kind of know how you're feeling, but I've been traveling long enough to just not care anymore.
0: Yeah, and he's like, we have a thing to do now. you gotta got to not get you killed so you can see them again. And she's like, oh, that's your inspiring speech. He's like, oh,
1: come fucking on. Let's go. Let's she's go like,
0: see Alucard. And Alucard is sitting in the dirt in the speaker's house, uh, half in, half out of the sun. Very symbolic. Mm, symbolic cause... of being half Dracula.
1: Mm because uh, that, that's how all Dampier sit, is half in the sun, half out. Oh, is that so? Yeah, if they ever were in full sun or full moon, they would die, making nighttime <laughs> very awkward for them. Is,
0: is that true? That's not true.
1: No, of course it's not fucking true. <laughs>
0: But they don't deal well with full sun, I assume.
1: No, no, no. Um, Well, it depends on your canon, you know? So, like, some vampires can come out in full sunlight, but they're just... They can't use their vampiric powers. So, like, I think maybe Dracula could actually come out in the sun, but he couldn't then suck the blood of other people and be all like, here are my fangs!
0: That's true. He did
1: walk the earth as a man. Mm, He did. He do. But obviously, you know... Alucard being half-man, half-vampire can only go half-half at best, maybe.
0: And he's drawing their faces in the dirt with a stick, being like, Oh, father, I hate you so. Oh, mother, I loved you so. But now mother is dead, and now I must kill father for mother. I must make him dead. I must be mother's special boy and kill dad. (laughs) So he's like, uh, the humans called me Alucard. Mum always hated that because she didn't want me to be defined by my relationship to my father. But now that I'm rejecting him, I need to become anti-Dracula or Alucard. Ah, so instead of being Alucard, I am Alucard. (laughs) Sure. No longer Adrian Tepesh, Alucard of Wallachia. The name of my mother's people.
1: Nice. It's like embracing your purpose like Trevor did. But it didn't take four fucking episodes to get to that (laughs) point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, Alucard's a lot more introspective, so he gets to that point much faster.
1: <laughs> He's slept on
0: it, you know? Oh, you had to go through a whole tutorial adventure, Trevor. I just drew some faces in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now I'm fully self actualized.
1: Uh, so then I think two shadowy figures emerge behind him and then we cut away.
0: Mm-hmm. To... And it's Hector's undead dog, Caesar.
1: Oh, Caesar, you little rapscallion. Uh, he's missing an eye and half of his body, more or less. And the other
0: eye, the other girl eye is glowing like a big blue. Mm.
1: I forgot about this dog. Same. I legitimately forgot about this dog.
0: Hector, so, were he so inclined, could probably make a dog with the face of a man.
1: I would dare say the number of dead dogs that he has resurrected... Would be high, but I'm not sure. I cannot say for certain. So Heck is just hanging out in his um in
0: his studio,
1: and he's like, ah, yep, gotta gotta play uh, with my dog. I and... love
0: devil forging. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> just hammering away, be like nothing like the smell of undead in the morning. Am I right, Godbrand? Oh shit, Godbrand's here. I'm here to apologize. Uh huh. Yep. That's great. Apology accepted. Anyway, I've, great. I've got a. I've just going to. Don't you think ha-
0: this war is not going well? Yeah, sure. Totally agreed. On the same page. Anyway, get out of here. So, Godbrand's problem is that the war seems like too chaotic and undirected, and, and that it could be done more carefully. And Hector is like, yes, I do not care for the suffering. And this is our first taste of kind of his like. He's got sort of. Even though he's directing a genocidal war, he's got an almost childlike innocence. Hmm. He's very naive about how people come to die. He hates humans but he wants them to die without excessive suffering, he like makes little pets and brings them back to
1: life um, maybe it's because he can bring people back to life that he doesn't have a huge respect for death. Maybe,
0: ah, uh, like Josuke Higashikata before he learned he couldn't le- bring people back to life.
1: Exactly, exactly. So maybe, uh, maybe he's just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll resurrect my best friend if he dies. I don't fucking know. What's that about? Oh, I, I mean, for Hector, if if his buddy Isaac dies, he would just be like, yeah, I'll just bring him back to life. No biggie. If, if I'm putting it's...
0: money on the table that uh Isaac, that Hector ends up
1: killing Isaac. Ooh. Okay. All right. Big move. I don't think Hector will. I think Hector won't kill Isaac. You see, this okay. direct opposition. Yeah. This...
0: Finally, we found something to disagree
1: on. <laughs> At long last. So yeah, basically, Godbred can't take the hint and just keeps talking to Hector. Mm-hmm. As Hector. Meanwhile, is
0: like, a hooded figure brings in a big wagon of corpses
1: and they're like ah oh, this must be what the uh, the night demons brought in
0: yeah from grejit uh,
1: hmm. all right this is
0: plenty for me the rest can go to isaac a time to do some devil forging and like he gets out his big devil forge hammer and like it glows with magic and he does a forge strike and the human corpse turns into like one of those night goblins uh-huh.
1: Metamorphizes, Ah. Yeah. Uh, Which is
0: kind of different to how we saw Dracula summoning them from hell previously.
1: Hmm. Oh, also, before this happened, he snapped off like a twig of a rib and then threw it to Caesar for him to play with. That's fun. Yeah. Um, But before he can finish metamorphizing, this poor cocoon man, the castle begins vibrating. Shaking.
0: He's moving the castle again. And then we see Dracula with his big D20 just like rolling on the table for where they'll end up. (laughs) Uh, and then there's this huge, like, big zap, and the castle disappears. It's also probably worth noting that I'm pretty sure that D20 icon, it's, what, an isohedron? Is that what it is?
1: Uh, yes, I believe that's what it's called. We're all in
0: isohedrons these days.
1: What? Hang on, let me look this up. Isohed- iso- iso- an Isohedron is a convex polyhedron with symmetries acting transitively <sighs> on its faces with respect to the center of gravity. So it is technically an isohedral figure, yes. I'm trying to find the exact name of the figure. Ooh, you can get quasi-regular dual isohedrons. That's interesting.
0: Icosagon, apparently. A what? icosahedron
1: a a cosahedron.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. I was close.
1: Wow. I've got a a deltoidal hexacontahedron.
0: What I was going to say is that that is like the save room icon in Castlevania Symphony of the, of the Night, I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh, an icosahedron. Yeah. Huh, interesting. So does that mean that um
0: That Dracula's saving his game right now.
1: Yeah, this is another reference to little old Castlevania, the video game. Yep. How many references can you put in this damn fucking show? I mean, considering it's a show of the game, many. Oh, yes. So then, big zap castle goes away castle lands stripped the flesh from a deer no big deal <laughs> uh it just emerges in the middle of a forest a scary looking forest might i add spooky um, woods everything within like a mile radius is just fucking splattered
0: big shockwave
1: and uh that's the end of the episode <laughs> yeah baby yeah just callous All right. dracula murders some deer <laughs> his mortal enemy <laughs> I hate the way they're so happy and naive about eating things. I want to be happy and naive about eating things, but I can't be because I'm depressed. Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? Mm, My highlight would probably have to be Hector's PTSD moment. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Where he's looking into the fire and it just slowly becomes more and more like like everything a random starts washing into faded colors and it just focuses in on him and you just hear like it get worse and worse until finally just the logs snap and he's like yes yes i'm here i'm i'm focused yep i'm here with you yep. <laughs> it's just like oh jesus christ hector you're holding on to some baggage there <laughs> What's he's your got unresolved
0: heart? parental issue or arguably resolved parental issues <laughs>
1: Oh, no, they concluded a while ago. Oh, Hector. Oh, Hector. Uh, what's your highlight, Liam? What's your highlight?
0: My highlight, I think, is probably just the fact we get to see Dracula again in this episode. Because if I recall correctly, last season, everything we saw of him was pre-war. Yes. So it's it's interesting to see how he's evolved in that, that year. Just to
1: get depressed. Yeah. Like, really, we're both <laughs> here because we're like, oh.
0: He stayed in his house all day, every day and got depressed.
1: Yeah. Reassuring. Very comforting viewing. (laughs) Low lights. My low light would probably have to be... Um... I want to say the Trevor and Cypher scene, just because, like, you can see where they very obviously are like, we need to get these two to end up marrying one another. <laughs> I guess we'll put the seeds in. And yeah, they're like, oh, of course they start off disliking each other. I get it. We have That's this fine. thing on
0: my other podcast where whenever they're, like, laying very obvious um, groundwork for a will-they-won't-they they situation, yeah. we just ask each other, will they? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, do they inevitably in every single circumstance? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, of course they fucking do. Oh. What was, there was one show where they didn't. I can't sure. remember what it was, but like there was okay. literally a show where they started laying the groundwork for it and then it just never happened. And it was like, oh, oh, okay.
0: Th- 30 Rock had some good jokes making fun of that idea.
1: Yeah, where they even eventually get married and then they're like, oh, we have to get married for like some reason that isn't they love. They got
0: married because um the, the priest didn't speak the same language as them and assumed that Liz was the the
1: bride. Ah, who was was Jack meant to get married to? Uh, Avery, I think. Which one was Avery? Oh, it doesn't matter. So that's probably Milo, because you're just sitting there going, I get it, they're going to get married. Okay, sure. (laughs) Sigh. Of course, they dislike each other, but then they're not going to dislike each other. And you're like, oh, that's nice. And then, of course, I'm going to be like, this was a nice progression. Of course. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to enjoy every fucking second of it. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, Uh,
0: it's you blowing into your handkerchief as you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. Uh, What other things can I say to store for time?
1: Uh... Boy, Nick, you sure have a lot of feelings about those sorts of arcs. I do have a lot of feelings, Liam. I'm glad you've asked. Oh, my line, line
0: I think, is that we don't get to see any proper goodbye with Cipher and her family because I yeah. think I th- I feel like given combi- that combined with the fact that we barely saw her interact with them last season,
1: yeah, I mean, it doesn't didn- really drive
0: home the relationship.
1: Yeah, it was like literally, ah, oh, my granddaughter's back. That's all we know about their connection,
0: pretty much.
1: Also, the fact that they're speakers, you think they'd have something to say about leaving a <laughs> granddaughter behind, you know?
0: Not so verbose this episode, speakers. <laughs>
1: Well, well, not so talkative now, are you, chatty mouth? Oh, someone unplugged the speakers. Oh, hey, do you hear that? No? Good. It's just like, God damn it, let them have their mo. <laughs> yeah, everything else, pretty dope, pretty dope. Pretty dope. All right, Nick. That's the end. Of the episode.
0: Yeah. We will hopefully have a new theme song on this episode. Nick, what's it called?
1: Uh, I haven't actually made a proper name for it yet, but I'm thinking it'll be some kind of pun. I don't know if I want to follow the same naming conventions as all the other ones that we've made. Yeah, you don't need to. So maybe I'll just call it, um, It's Definitely... Or maybe I'll just make it, I can't believe it's not Castlevania. (laughs) Something stupid like that. I don't know. Yeah. All right, workshop that. Yeah. Well, we'll figure something out, right? Yeah.
0: And tune in next week for the actual name of the song. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. To be continued.